Welcome to Liberated the Podcast, embodied education for the ones who came to change it all. I'm your host, Leslie Medley, embodiment coach, breathwork facilitator, worldwide speaker and teacher, the creator of She Wanders, all around human AF, and new mama. This podcast exists for you to have tangible tools, implementable wisdom, and integration techniques to get you into action around your healing and awakening journey. It's one thing to know what to do, and it's a whole nother to do it, live it, be it, become it. This podcast is for the free spirits, the ones who are crazy enough to do it differently than it's ever been done before who know that they are here to break generational curses and live a liberated life. This one's for you. This one's for me. This one's for us. It's time to liberate. Something that I want to talk about when it comes to these episodes going forward is we are going to be working with the liberation system, what I call the liberation system, or in other words, the chakra system. I had the direct privilege and honor to study at the base of the Himalayas in India where yoga and the chakra system originates. So when I'm teaching from the chakra system, it's from the Eastern original tradition of yoga and of these teachings and principles. It's not from the watered down Western perspective. So right out the gate, there's a few myths that I want to bust. There's a few things I want to get straight since we are going to be referencing the chakra system and we are going to be talking about these areas and these vortexes within your being. So how the next few episodes are going to roll out is each episode is founded upon a chakra starting with the root chakra. So we're not going to go into the energy and we're not going to go into the nitty gritty specifics. This isn't just teaching you about chakras. As much as that's beautiful information, I'm more interested in you taking the information and the the just profound teachings of the chakras and actually be able to use it in your life. So it's going to be really subtle, but you'll notice that each and every episode is based upon a chakra. So for example, the root chakra, the lesson is faith from fear to freedom. The chakra is the seat of fear. So we are going to be teaching real life, tangible takeaways that you can use in your life, but all founded upon the root chakra. And then the next episode, we'll be working with the sacral chakra. And then we'll be working with the solar plexus and we'll be working our way up. Before we get into the actual lesson for today, there are a couple things I want to set straight when it comes to the chakra. When we're working with the chakra system or we're talking about the chakra system, we are talking about energy. And if you know anything about energy, you've most likely heard this before, that energy can't be destroyed It can only be transferred. And when we're talking about the chakras, we're talking about energy and we are not talking about anything in isolation. A common mistake I hear when it comes to the watered down teachings in the West of the chakras is, for example, oh, my heart chakra is blocked. I just need to unblock my heart chakra. No, that's absolutely not how it works. 
You are a holistic being. The root gives into the sacral, which gives into the solar plexus, which give it all works together. So yes, you might experience a closed heart, but you don't just need to work with the heart chakra to unblock it. Because the truth is, if you have imbalances in the root chakra, the sacral chakra, or the solar plexus, the lower three, you might hear me reference, you absolutely will be protective around the heart. You absolutely will not be living or speaking in your truth. Or I'll also hear, oh, I just need to unblock my throat chakra. Well, yes, that might be true, but I guarantee there is also imbalances in the root. I guarantee there are also imbalances in the sacral. I guarantee there are also imbalances in the solar plexus. So the way that I was taught is we actually focus on the lower three more so than ever, because if you balance the lower three chakras, you're literally your foundation. Awakening is inevitable. The heart will open. The throat will begin to open. The third eye will begin to quote unquote open or balance, awaken in other words. So over these next few episodes, the context I really want you to sink your teeth into is we are going to descend to ascend. We're really not gonna be focusing on opening up anything. If anything, we're gonna be working upon stabilizing, balancing, harmonizing, slowing down, uncovering, getting really, really honest with ourselves. So if all of this is landing, I'd love for you to just take a moment to put hand over heart. Maybe you're hearing something for the first time. Maybe you're hearing something new. Maybe you're hearing something you already knew, but I really wanted to take a moment to preface really what we're up to here. I really don't care if you have an open third eye center, if you on your everyday life do not feel grounded and safe in your body. I really don't care if you feel like you have an open heart, if every day in your day-to-day -day life you're experiencing insecurity, you're experiencing neediness, your energy is fragmented, which sets us up perfectly to move into officially the root chakra, the lesson for this episode, which is faith from fear to freedom. So if you're ready to dive in, let me know, like cheer, yell, let's go, let's go, let's go. I am so excited to present this information because I'm going to be teaching and sharing principles that I guarantee you really haven't heard before from this context. And I'm also going to be guiding you through a fear setting. Yes, you heard me right. A fear setting exercise. Now it's, it's the new year if you're listening to this when this comes out. And so it's the new year, you know, there's a lot of goal setting happening. There's a lot of intention setting happening, but I don't see very much fear setting happening. So that's exactly what we are going to be getting into in this episode. So all you need is your present self, a notebook, a journal, something to write with, and let's dive in. First, I want to take a moment to talk about faith. 
And oftentimes I hear faith defined as believing in the not yet seen or believing in the unseen. And I actually took a moment to look up what Google says is the definition of faith. And I have it written down here. And the definition per Google is complete trust or confidence in something. Faith is complete trust or confident in something. I personally believe that when we're talking about faith, it's like trust and surrender had a baby and we named it faith. So yes, you are believing in something that you can't see, but to do that, it requires trust. As an example, right now, as you're listening to these words, you have an unspoken faith that the roof is going to hold up and your house is going to protect you and not fall down on you and hurt you. If you're sitting in a chair right now, like I am, I have faith. It's an unspoken understanding that this chair is going to hold me. I trust that. Why do I trust that? Because it's always done it. It's always held me. Now, if this chair started creaking a little bit, which actually sometimes it does, and then a screw kind of started coming loose. And then I sat on it and it kind of started tilting to one side. Would I hold that same level of faith that I do right now? Probably not. I may still choose to sit in the seat, but there might be some thoughts in the back of my mind that are like, I hope this chair holds me. Okay, it's creaking. Okay, okay. And then if it gives out on me, I'll either probably A, throw the chair away or have my engineer partner fix it for me. But either way, I won't sit in it because it's given out on me. It's lost my trust. Faith is having complete trust or confidence in something. And so when it comes to fear, I want you to start thinking of the opposite of trust or the opposite of faith. You see, if you really want to decrease your fear, fear go down in your life, we must increase our level of trust within life, within others, but most importantly, within ourselves. And that's what we're going to be diving into. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to start asking a couple questions for your own inquiry. But first, I do want to talk about the root chakra here for just a moment, because this is going to bring it all home for us. The root chakra, this is at the base of your spine. When in balance, you have a fear. You have a fear of life. You have a fear of the unknown. You have a fear of losing. 
you also might be experiencing living out this ever repeating past. You just notice that these cycles, this chaos is on repeat. And let me know if you've experienced that. Always so worried about what's happening next, fear of the unknown, fear of the unseen, fear of life. This is an indicator that the root chakra is imbalanced, which quite honestly, before you start like taking this on as your new narrative, oh my gosh, my root chakra is imbalanced. That's the problem. Oh my gosh, my root chakra is imbalanced. Be mindful what stories you're telling yourself. But to be completely honest, almost every single person in our society has somewhat of an imbalanced root chakra. We can see it play out in the world. When the root is in greater balance, you experience an unshakable certainty regardless of the circumstances. Y'all, this is important. An unshakable certainty regardless of the circumstances outside of you. And maybe you have experienced those moments in your life. You've probably also experienced the opposite of that. But I know in my life, I've had moments where it didn't matter what was happening outside of me. Like I knew I got me. I was good. I trusted myself. When the root is balanced, you experience a groundedness, a steadiness a steadfastness, like I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here, I'm good. So when it comes to taking action, despite or in the face of fear, oftentimes, especially with women, I hear that, well, I just need to be more confident. I just need to be more confident. Confidence comes from consistency ultimately. And ultimately what's happening when you're being consistent with something or someone, you're building trust. So once again, to decrease the fear must mean we need to increase the trust, which will give birth to faith. If we are truly embodied in our faith, if we are truly embodied in trust, we will, I mean, I can just feel it for myself even. It's like we will absolutely be unshakable, certain, regardless of any circumstances, regardless of the discomfort, regardless of other people's opinions, regardless of the noise in our, in our own, our own opinions. This trust is ultimately a deep knowingness. And I want to start before we move into the fear setting exercise. It's time that we get a little bit honest with ourselves. Okay, let's be honest, radically honest with ourselves. Pun intended. Let's be honest. And before we go into the fear setting and start like taking action and uncovering, I really want us to look at trust in our own lives. 
and I'm going to ask a couple questions and this potentially could really reveal some truth for you where you sit in regards to trust, trusting yourself, trusting life. And remember, we just said, if we want to have less fear in our life, we really got to increase the trust, which will give birth to the faith. So what I want you to do is take a moment to rate one to 10, 10 being I trust myself more than anything or anybody. I know I got me. I ain't going, going anywhere. I'm good. And one being, yeah, no, I don't have, I experience no trust in my life. And then five, of course, would be somewhere in between. And I would love for you to really take a moment to get honest and write down the number when it comes to, do you trust you? What's your experience with trust? Because honestly, most of the time when we hear trust, I think the first thing we think of is trusting a partner. Did he cheat? Did he not cheat? maybe trusting something outside of ourselves. And I'll save some of the more specifics for another episode because I have a whole teaching around trust. But what I do want you to know is ultimately for us to trust anything outside of ourselves, someone or something is always going to be a direct reflection of how much we trust ourselves internally. I'm gonna say that one more time because I know that's a breakthrough for someone. The level in which we experience trust with something or someone will always be a direct reflection of how much trust we experience within ourselves. So what's your number? And just a little D note, we're not rating ourselves like 10 means you're the, you're a good girl and you just like won, you know, you won, you won this episode and one means that you're not doing well. Why are you even trying? And I even invite you to notice, depending on your number, what judgment you are placing on that number, because you're the only one writing down this number right now. Potentially you're the only one that's seeing this number. So also take witness to the natural judgment of if you wrote down five, what you made that mean, if you wrote down seven, what you made that mean, or if you wrote down three, what you made that mean. And we're immediately going to move into another question. In what ways am I building trust with myself currently, right now? One example would be showing up to yourself every single day as you committed for your daily practice. Maybe you're doing that. That's a beautiful way to build trust with yourself. Maybe it's the fact that you set a boundary with someone and you're actually enforcing it. You're honoring yourself, you're honoring the boundary, you set the boundary. That's absolutely building trust with yourself. So just take a couple more moments and write down a few ways in which you are building trust with yourself.
Now there's always another side of the coin. So you know I'm going to go there. And I'm going to ask, in what ways are you breaking trust with yourself? Maybe you are making commitments to yourself and not showing up to them. Maybe you're allowing certain behavior to go on in your household or in your life that you know is not okay with you, that's not in alignment, but you're allowing it. That would absolutely break trust with yourself. And in those moments, it's so easy to point fingers and say, well, they're the ones acting out. They're the ones. You get what you tolerate, baby girl. And your inner child, your higher self inside of you knows that, which is why the trust is broken. Beautiful. So we took inventory not to make anyone feel bad, but to really uncover some truth so that when we go into the fear setting exercise, we already know what ground we're standing upon. Maybe we need to bring in a little bit more compassion, a little bit more grace. Maybe we know, okay, actually I'm standing on some pretty stable ground. We like, I'm good. Let's roll. Let's go. We know what we're working with. That way we can make adjustments as needed. We can take a right. Maybe when we thought we were going to be taking a left, we can add in, we can take away. We know exactly what we're working with. Beautiful. So now on a clean sheet of paper, we're officially gonna move into the fear setting exercise. And I'm so excited. This exercise can be done anytime. And I'm gonna be guiding this right now. And I'm gonna be giving you just a couple minutes each answer. So of course, if you need to go back or you need to pause the episode so that you can take some more time to write, please do. I really encourage you to use this exercise Anytime you're in a space of transition, anytime you're being asked to make a really big decision that's freaking you out, this is a perfect time to bring in this exercise as really a regular practice in your life. Okay, so there's four parts to this exercise and really five because I added in an extra question. So five parts to this exercise. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna start at the top of the page. And I'm gonna give you a couple minutes and I might even play some music in the background. You know, we gotta get flowing and we gotta get, gotta get in the mood. And before we go into the actual fears, let's talk about it for a moment. And at the top of the page, you'll write, if I wasn't afraid, I would dot, dot, dot. If I wasn't afraid, I would dot, dot, dot. Taking just a couple moments, you can bullet point your answers. You can write sentences if that feels supportive. But allow yourself to go there, go all the way.
And you may notice that when you write, there's a couple things that come to mind or you might even notice some resistance at first. Write anyways. And then you'll notice when you start writing, the momentum will kick in, the momentum will build. And you may notice that you just get to this space of you can't stop writing. So be open to all possibilities and allow yourself to go where you have not gone before. If I wasn't afraid, I would. What conversations would you have? What actions would you take? What relationships would you get into? What relationships would you get out of? How would you dress? How would you express? Taking just a few more moments here. Now, what we're going to be doing is you are now going to be working with some of these actions, these desires, what you would do if fear didn't exist. Like if fear literally was not a thing, we'd probably live in an even crazier world. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's a whole nother conversation. Fear actually keeps us really safe in some good ways as well. But now it's time to define. We just took some time to kind of daydream, to play, to really go there. And now I want you to enter the court of your real life, like walk onto the court. This can be what's currently happening, what you're moving through. And I want you to define, you're going to be working with right now just one. And you can always go back to this setting exercise. But I want you to think of a real life fear that continues to win and paralyze you from taking action. Write it down. And it would be best to choose one that just keeps showing up, continuously taking you out, no matter what you do. And if you want to write out a few, you totally can. And then, you know, take a look at what you wrote down. And then I want you to just circle the one that you want to work with. That way we can stay really direct, really clear. We're going to move on to the next part, which is forecasting your fears. So just like if anyone watches the weather, I grew up in Arizona, so I realized I don't really watch the weather. We knew it was either going to be hot, hotter, or hell outside. It rarely rained unless it was monsoon season. So it wasn't until I moved to California or other parts of the country where I'm like, 
people live by the weather channel so think of the weather and how they forecast when they're forecasting the weather there's a certain percentage they throw out it's 90 percent likely gonna rain 50 percent likely sometimes they'll even say it's a hundred percent gonna rain but either way it's a forecast they're looking into the future and saying, I don't know for sure if this is really gonna happen, but based on this, based on that, based on the patterns we see, based on the weather, what's been happening, certain cloud structure, weather, precipitation, all of the things considered, this is what we're forecasting. You're gonna do the exact same thing with your fears. You're gonna go there. And I think most teachings, I think why this exercise is so profound is because I think most teachings really focus on overcoming the fear. Like what can you do to just get over it, to overcome it, to overcome it. But then we're in this space of constantly battling and constantly fighting and bringing it back to the root chakra that really just feeds the imbalanced root, the Muladhara chakra. We're already experiencing this fight of life, this fear of life. So to think about un overcoming and fighting the fear, I'm already exhausted. My nervous system's already like, no more, please make it stop. So this is profound because I want you to go to your worst case scenario. Most teachers won't tell you that. They'll be like, vibe, hi, vibe it. Think positively. You're a human with real sensations and a real human experience. Every single person on this planet that has a heartbeat experiences the sensation of fear. Some, it's the fear of death and they are literally in a dangerous situation. And some of it, some of us experience fears that are more made up in our mind. You've probably heard the acronym that fear is false evidence appearing real, but it appears very real. And I want to acknowledge that, that even though most of the scenarios in our head, which we're going to see here in just a moment, are really crazy and really far out there and really made up and most likely never gonna happen, it still doesn't change the fact that they feel in our nervous system, in our body, very real. So let's forecast these fears. List out, I want you to list out the most nightmarish, if that's a word, scenario. Your doubts, the what ifs, like, well, what if this happens? When it comes to you taking action and going back to defining that fear, that one fear, if you were to take action on it, what comes up? What's the what ifs, the yeah, buts? Yeah, but I just don't think, what if this, the doubts, the fears, this is your opportunity to deep dive and not hold anything back, write it all down. List out everything you fear about the idea of taking action. What is the worst case scenario? What could go wrong?
The fear of not being enough comes up. What if I fail? And so often you'll hear, well, what if you fly? But I want us to go there for a moment. What if you fail? And we're going to go there in just a moment. Taking just a few more moments here. As we go into the third step, prevention is power. Now, there would be no sense in watching the weather channel, the weather forecast, and them reporting, it is 99% likely it's going to rain tomorrow. And if you were watching the weather and you heard that weather forecast, what would you do the next day? I don't know about you, but I would probably pack an umbrella if I was going out and about, or I would probably plan my day to where I didn't even have to go out. But let's say I had to go out, I would probably wear my new cool rain boots I got for Christmas. I would pack an umbrella. I would make sure that my daughter was dressed warm and in a way that she wasn't going to get cold and wet. I would prepare. I would prevent as much as I could based off the forecast, based off the information I was given. And that's exactly what you're going to do. I want you to list out the ways that you could reduce the likelihood of each worst case scenario. So if you bullet pointed your worst case scenarios, I want you to go one by one by one and list all the ways that you could reduce the likelihood of each worst case scenario from happening. What actions could you take that would make these scenarios less likely to come into fruition? There is no such thing as too small of action. So for some of them, it might just be to put your mindset in check. To make sure you do your daily practice because you know when you do your daily practice, your nervous system stabilized. Your thoughts are calmer. Your breath is deeper. List all the baby, bold, and big action steps. Because the truth is, if I knew it was going to rain tomorrow, and I went out in the rain anyway, would I still live? Yes. Could it potentially be wet? And maybe even could I get sick? Could it potentially not be as good of a time? Yes. But let's say I brought the umbrella, I wore the rain boots. In fact, I was just at Disneyland and it was raining y'all. And guess what? We bought ponchos, we put them on and actually we came prepared. So we had umbrellas and we rocked it till 1030 at night in the rain. And it wasn't the most comfortable, but we still had a rad time. So what actions could you take to prevent the worst case scenario? Let me know.
And finally, the last step is repair and recover. Let's say it rains, even though I brought my umbrella, even though I brought my rain boots, I still ended up getting wet and I got really cold. Like, let's just say the worst case scenario happened. And we're talking about your fears here. List the ways that you could repair the damage if worse came to worst. What actions could you take to repair the damage or get yourself back on track? This is going to take you thinking out of the box, thinking out of your normal pattern of thinking, getting creative here. If the worst case scenario, if your fear really came into fruition, your fear really happened, what would, what would be the worst case? Like what would actually happen? And if it did, and that was your reality, what would you then do? How could you recover the damage? How could you pick yourself back up? And could you? I would love to hear from you on what you're seeing for yourself what this fear setting activity is uncovering for you. Because anytime I've guided this in the past, either for myself or my clients, every single time it's like, well, first of all, <laughs> I'm realizing that the worst case scenario is really not the end of the world. Like I won't die. It's really not as bad as my mind makes it out to be. I can recover and I'm empowered because there's actually a lot that I can do in the process along the way to prevent, to move forward, to do it differently. And so from what you've uncovered in this activity, I want you to leave with one commitment. And really, if you're wanting like extra, extra brownie points, I say three no more than three, but even if you leave with one, after you review defining the fear, forecasting, the prevention, the repair, and the recovery, what is one commitment leaving this episode that you will make to yourself to build that trust with yourself? to face the false evidence that appears so real, the fear, face on, linking arms and saying, all right, I got my rain boots, I got my umbrella, let's roll. What are you committed to? What action specifically are you committing to taking? Please, please, please let me know. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Beautiful. Thank you so, so, so much for being here with me. I hope that some of the context, some of the information 
from the yogic perspective, the root chakra, faith, fear, freedom, this fear setting exercise made a difference for you. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you. And I will see you on the other side.